Yeah, it's all oh, breathtaking. Stuff. And I'm going to blow your mind here because yes. Robert Wise's next film is The Sound of Music. Yeah. So it's it isn't it isn't it? I'm sorry. I, my mouth. I you guys can't see this but over the it, internet. My mouth just dropped wide, freaking open. Isn't it like? Isn't it West Side Story? The haunting, the sound of music. Yes. I mean, I'm like, what am I'm I doing with my right life? Like, like, I don't know. You know. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as, as the, the final, final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating, illuminating the path, path to, to survival. survival. Hi, okay. everyone. Hello. Hello. I don't have to. <laughs> Say hello, Terry. Oh, hi, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Marion. Julia. Terry. And today we are doing episode number 83 titled, Whose Hand Was I Holding? Oh my God, it's so creepy. I love it. Because we're talking about 1963's <laughs> The Haunting. Yeah. Yes. I've been wanting to do this one for a while. Marion, excellent choice. Excellent. Thank you. Like, Thank you. This is my bag. This is totally my bag. If you want to know what my Marian. horror movie. Yeah. If this, you want to know a horror movie bag, this is my bag. It is perfection. Oh, like, yeah. Honestly, so you liked it. I, yeah, I just, it was floored. It's oh, beautifully good. shot wonderfully acted have you ever seen it before i've Scary. never seen oh, okay. it okay clearly i'm the novice here in the room no no, no i'm glad so though. fun that's awesome. i know and people always come up to me because they're like you do that podcast and i was like yeah but i don't actually watch most of the movies and now i'm watching more <laughs> now of the you're movies. watching yeah. them and um it was amazing awesome i'm so I, glad you liked it i don't think i can think of a better haunted house film wow that's yeah. what I, actually i wrote that down in my notes i was like quintessential classic yeah. like from the like music right mm -hmm. away because i love like writing the like haunted mansion at disneyland i'm that disney nerd mm -hmm. and like it feels like i'm got to step into that and like Aww. live in that world for like yeah. a couple hours basically that's a good that's fact. what it felt like yeah cool. i like it mm -hmm. i think also for me that i like the i think with a lot of these films i'm super fixate on the visuals and the way in which this film is shot like Ugh. the sort of the stark contrast of you know the blacks and whites and like the shadow play in this oh, film yes. is unbelievable it's, go it's um, gorgeous it's really pretty this, um, this movie like makes black and white yeah like it's what black and white's made for and it's yeah. chosen it was yes. chosen specifically oh, yeah. robert wise is like i'm shooting this in black and white because color was obviously a thing and yeah. he was like no dice and i would never want to see this film it would not be the same in color yeah. honestly uh, definitely not the plays of the shadows being able to hide kind yeah. of in things that melt and things you don't notice right away yeah that change in the room you no, know you're just like oh totally. wait but yeah, it's all oh, breathtaking. And I'm going to blow your mind here because yes. Robert Wise's next film is The Sound of Music. Yeah. So it's it isn't it isn't it I'm sorry. <laughs> I, my mouth I you guys can't see this but over the it, internet. My mouth just dropped wide freaking open. Isn't it like isn't it West Side Story, The Haunting, The Sound of Music? Yes. I mean I'm like, what am I'm I doing with my right life? Like, like, I don't know, you know? Each one of those is a cinematic, like, masterpiece. Yes. No and wonder. So it's like different. a marvel and yeah. so different, but yeah. like all innovative. Mm-hmm. God, yeah, go right. from one to the other. It's and crazy, Russ right? And Russ in so much. Yeah, yeah. no, it's uh, a good time. So this movie was made for one point four million dollars. Amazing. What? It made two point six. Really? Seriously? Yeah. So it didn't actually do very well. Interesting. Uh, if, upon release, so I'm going to read you the tagline. Okay. It's quite a lengthy one, but I like it. An evil old house, the kind some people call haunted, is like an undiscovered country waiting to be explored. Hill House had stood for ninety years and might stand for ninety more. Silence lay steadily against the wood and stone of Hill House, and whatever walked, the, walked there 
walked alone. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that last long. part. It's too long. Too long. I like that last part in particular. This is why though. I didn't do well. It, the, that line, that tag, <laughs> too, yeah. too long. Uh, this is uh, Martin Scorsese's favorite uh, film. Favorite. I was gonna film. say what happened is all the directors like saw this movie. It, you can tell because you can feel it. Yeah. I think that's what watching it. You can feel the influence of this movie. Yeah, literally across all of horror. I think also too. Uh, I mean, beyond the visuals, like you know, this film, and I'm also a big fan of sort of films where there's like the characters are sort of minimal and hyper focused, and their personalities are really developed. Um, the this is based on Shirley Jackson's uh, short story, The Haunting of Hill House, and the it's all like kind of Nell's head the whole time that you're reading that you're in this, and I and it it is different because obviously mm-hmm. the emphasis is on something else, but it's really I love the idea, and I think it works in both films but i love the idea of a haunted house short story that's told from the point of view of a protagonist that is probably not seeing things as truthfully as they are and you as the reader get it because it's written in a savvy enough way where you understand her point of view so clearly and so you can read things that nell is observing and mm-hmm. understand okay that's what happened and that's how nell interprets it right. so it's in- an interesting idea that because kind of she's not playing with the full deck, perhaps that oh, Julie Christie killing this. No, uh, Julie, Harris. Julie Harris. Julie Harris. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. But that, that, but that so idea good. that she super hyper personalizes everything that happens at Hill House. So when like no, ghost, a, she's in a relationship with the freaking house, which mm-hmm. I think is an amazing idea yeah. because you know I, you know Julie and I talked about the when we did the episode about the change lane and how much I liked that. But it was the point of view was uh, the. For the sort of setup is very similar, but the point of view is so different. And the idea if you had the right kind of person who was in the situation where like all these things are happening, it, it's for me. It's all about me. It means something for me. And there's something so sad and so interesting about that that doesn't take away from the scariness of it at all. And I think that's one of the things that makes this film so successful. Yeah, that's the only thing for in me. Life. Yeah. Yeah, it's I like know. The most exciting thing when she says, like, she says that she's like, it's the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me is this house, and it's like, oh, girl, good god. Right. Okay, so let's well, dive into it. Well, uh, an interesting thing, if I can just point out, if mm-hmm. I can bring it to Stephen King back for a moment, which doesn't seem related, but actually is related. Okay, because I know that Stephen King was a big fan of this story mm-hmm. and uh, movie, and actually, uh, Eleanor has a lot of parallels with Carrie because Definitely. she's someone oh, who yeah. was badgered by a mother she uh, her mother ruled her life yeah. she couldn't you know do anything without her mother and they talk about, uh, about later she has some powers which include uh, making sh- uh, stones fall on the house mm-hmm. which happens in the beginning of Carrie yeah. uh, so it is oh. this kind of like what if you had this Carrie character yeah. when, like this is an alternate universe version where she goes into this house uh-huh. and like how does she mentally handle it that's really interesting I hadn't thought about that parallel but is that something that he admits to the influence of that or I'm, I'm sure he has I was gonna say that's yeah that makes a lot of sense I'd yeah. never thought about about the Nell Carey parallel, but then you also think like about it's so like, obvious. Yeah, if you think it about is. it now. Yeah, and then like the, all like the caretakers have that main accent, and it's that very like Definitely. New England. Oh my so god! <laughs> yeah, so right. where the hell have I been? Like that's <laughs> wow. I got that Boston underground, and I was like, oh, I got yeah. a little nostalgic. It looks yeah. like the old bus station there, and uh-huh. it's like, yes, interesting. It's okay. got that very New England kind of sensibility. Right. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. there you go. Uh, okay. It all comes back to Stephen King. Thanks, Julia. Julia's Just world. blowing my mind one podcast at a time. So the beginning of Stephen King Nell. Because <laughs> I was like, Stephen King, really, Julia? This is not, oh, 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 totally oh, relevant. Oh, oh my no. God. Wow. Okay. Full on. Full uh, on. <laughs> but relevant uh, went off the okay word list, if you'll remember. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> a couple weeks back. I'm not cool enough. I'm not, I'm not Murphy cool, but someday, someday. Um, so the beginning of this film is a voiceover that sort of explains 
the deal with Hugh Crane, who is sort of, it, it feels like a little bit of a Baskerville kind of mm-hmm. throwback. We're like, this is the story of the Hound of the Baskervilles. And this is all these. And so Hugh Crane was the original owner of Hill House, mm-hmm. the incredibly hit creepy house. And uh, the voiceover says the a house that was born bad. Yes. Um, and his wife, uh, his wife would, uh, was killed in a carriage accident the day that she rolled up to Hill House. Crashed. She didn't even make it into the house. Oh, no. Horses make it were in. too creeped out. They were like, not in that house. Uh-uh. Yep. Like, I'm going to crash your carriage right. into this specific tree. Yep. Um, but he built and it leave to a scar like, in that tree. Yes. Yep. Built it to like his own very creepy specifications. Yeah. So no, like, no sharp corners or whatever. Right. No right Every, angles. No yeah. right angles. Everything's yeah. curved. Everything's like strange. It's right. all an optical illusion. Yeah. So he remarries and he has a daughter, Abigail, um, the woman who he remarries falls down a staircase and dies mysteriously abigail yeah i mean very dramatically so um (laughs) abigail and you sort of you're seeing bits and pieces of these flashbacks um uh in the house abigail grows old in the house and basically her childhood bedroom ends up being her bedroom for the rest of her life nursery is her bedroom for life creep damn Um, you die in that same room that you were born in harsh it's harsh Uh, she has a companion um, and uh, one day the companion's outside canoodling with a guy on the balcony and she would always bang on the window or on the wall with a cane and she basically Abigail dies calling for help while the companion's out there and the companion inherits the house but totally goes crackers and one of my favorite shots of this film is the companion deciding there's this incredible library that has this beautiful spiral staircase I'm a huge fan of spiral staircases and she decides that she's going to hang herself at the top of the staircase but I feel like when you're at the point when you are walking up the spiral staircase with a silver tray with the rope with which you're going to hang yourself perfectly coiled slowly walking up the top of the stairs walks out a shot and then you just see sort of her legs kind of dangle in you know you've lost it like you Mm -hmm. know you've gone full um, uh, yeah, I think that shot's amazing. Um, and just also is a great uh, indicator of sort of how far gone the house, the abilities of the house to make mm-hmm. you go. Because the woman seemed pretty normal to start off with. And as soon as she, she got the house. She was freewheeling. She was having too much fun. And yeah. the house was like, uh-uh, not on my punish, watch. Yeah. You don't get to canoodle and like, you know, miss out on things. Yeah. You're dead. So now the house has this reputation for being haunted. Yeah. So there's um, a professor, Dr. Marquay, <laughs> who has talked to the inheritance of the house. and sold Mrs. Them, Sanderson. Mrs. Sanderson. Who, and he wants to do this experiment to see if this house really is haunted. Uh, and she says that as an old woman who is shortly entering the next world, I should like to know if there is one. Yeah. Yes, I love that which line. Is not, and I feel like the way in which they call... Uh, Dr. Markway's character is not someone who is like... He's obviously very passionate about it, but it seems to kind of come from an academic place. Yes. Like, I feel like he's not like, ooh, ghost. No, he's just he's like, cerebral as heck and he's a skeptic. Yeah, he's but he's like... like, I just would like to prove it. But, I, I feel like right. science could help us right now. Definitely. And I'm just... This is sort of an intellectual exercise oh, yes. to kind of figure out. Is it? Wouldn't it be amusing to chat at the next cocktail party, I proved ghosts are real? Amazing. But he apparently, you know, has been doing this research and does stuff with his work where he has students that he's done experiments with and he knows their various powers. Yes. Um, so Which he, he seems to buy into. So yes. it's like like later on when he refers to somebody as a psychic, he seems to believe that that is a thing. Um, it's like, I've done my research. Yeah. I've actually done, you know, looked at their background. Yeah. But I kept a file on every single one I work with. Yeah. And suspiciously has picked only two ladies to oh, accompany geez. him. No, no, no. <laughs> he said he picked others they were the only ones to actually arrive she's not wrong yeah, yeah that's true that's true um but he's also going to be saddled with uh miss sanderson's nephew luke uh who's going to inherit the house when she dies who's played by russ tamblin beautifully 
Yeah. He um, majored in martinis in college. And yeah. I was just like, yeah. I was going to double major in that, but yeah. I make a terrible martini. So I was like, martinis was my major. My minor was whiskey. It's cool. I yeah. got your cocktail party or a to go. I know. <laughs> um, so uh, and then we uh, meet basically who's sort of the hero of the film is Nell, um, played by Julie Harris, who is just a fragile little bird of a woman Wisps. who just yeah i know you're just like wispy that would be a, a good way to describe it's, her. the world is too tough for you it's too tough her mother has recently died and she's total nervous nelly um and this whole beginning scene of us meeting her is her arguing with her uh brother-in-law and sister yes. or bro- okay yeah uh, brother and uh, place. yes mm-hmm. and basically she wants to take the car uh to go on a vacation and they're just and again this is like a grown-ass woman you know what i mean she's not a teenager and, and they're like a having child this, inside totally but they're having this argument about how she can take the car and you can't have me not take the car and i'll take the car and but the mother whole... never wanted her to go anywhere she never really went anywhere and she they, like... has been housebound with her sick mom forever she's yeah. like i'm free and you won't let me go but the fact that they're what they're arguing about is something like the car like whether or not nail nell is a grown woman can drive a car you know but it's, it's not just... her car technically right it's like their half car. the car yeah so she needs to borrow it well she says she owns half right so, but still but yeah. I, I loved the scene too because the music in this scene is just kind of awful and i was like what is this music and like as they're arguing it's there and then finally someone goes over and turns it off on the radio yeah and it's like you have to live with your sister who also listens to this awful music. Yeah. And it's like, there's this on top of everything else. And she's yeah. living on a couch. Like yeah. she's ready to go. I think also too, that having this character who any, anything about home life to her, none of it is her choice. Nothing is her choice. I, I feel like I even got the impression that like Nell's clothes aren't her choice. Mm-hmm. No. You know, that everything is sort of like you have to, you ought to, obligation, duty, responsibility. And this woman is so left, beaten down by that. bought everything for her. Right. And, like, she hasn't left no the house. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of our you know protagonist going into it and so she has been invited to come to Hill House which is what she's so excited for and, and she says, takes the car I hope this has been what I've been waiting for all my life I mean someone who's like oh. waiting for her life to begin yeah. jeez lady yeah so, that was yeah that um, little inner monologue of hers that like the voiceover of yeah. hers that comes over is like the most optimistic thing and I was like oh honey I know, I know it's not gonna be good for and you and the fantasy the fantasizing that she does I mean it felt kind of very psycho sort of the setup of yeah. it of like kind of her talking and sort of Marion Crane having a similar mm-hmm. but there's something about you know sort of remember she's driving by and she sees the house that has the two lions and she's oh. like when I have my house maybe my house will have two lions a day and it's it's like a little girl yeah. just like she's fantasizing screaming. about what it would be like to be a grown up yeah. even though she's fully a grown up yeah. um, and again I think that's a really interesting character to kind of bring into rather than just like it's a bunch of ghost hunters or it's a you know somebody who's so so damaged <laughs> so damaged who probably should not be going to this she's at a all. freaking hot mess yeah right. but doesn't realize how damaged she is has I just no like idea getting on the road with no gps and trying to memorize this like <laughs> i was like oh no she's like trying to memorize the like route to get there she's like, okay route blah 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 like 289 she's but she, memorized but it. she does finally find she it has it. some awesome gates yes and where she, she meets, meets dudley mr dudley the the gatekeeper the surliest gatekeeper the, with the most main main new england accent yeah that's great just uh, trying to not let her in and but i mean her sp- again like well i've been invited i've been invited to stay i've been invited it's just like lady like so the desperate sense of entitlement though i was so, like girl is yeah. not gonna be good for you yeah, you can and, try to insist but you don't know this house but yeah. i don't think it's sort of an entitlement because she thinks it's owed it to her she just can't go back she can't no, yeah, go no, back she's nowhere she's else to go. Go. yeah yeah no, she has nowhere to go yeah can't go back she like you have to be no let money. in 
Um, and so she is let in and she meets Mrs. Dudley, who's the caretaker's wife. I like Mrs. Dudley. Oh, I love her so much. She is also this woman. I remember remarking this when I watched it, too. She is lit amazingly this actress has kind of features that are a bit hollow where it's really like the cheekbones and the eyes that are deep set and she's lit a bit like a skeleton like there's something about her that yeah she looked like a ghost there's something yeah that Mm -hmm. you're just like are you real right are you real you're real you're probably real and i like that she has this um thing that she always says that's about what she will do and what she won't do and she repeats it she repeats when breakfast is served what time she leaves how she doesn't stay after dark and these are the rules and this is just how it has worked out yeah. for her you know no she one's just gonna has hear this... you in the night and no one's gonna hear you in the dark yep. yeah she that's she's trying to scare her yes and i love that this is a speech that you clearly like she give this is the speech she gives but i love that when theo comes in she's giving it and theo's not listening to her at all and Zero she's cares. like talking over her so you hear it in the background and it's like a Everyone like overlapping dialogue. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Theo just kind of sweeps in and it's like uber glamorous. So glamorous. And just my favorite. She's foxy. You like her? Super foxy. Into it. Yeah. Look, I like her. All right. And (laughs) I think we all should like her. Yeah. She is one foxy, amazing, clairvoyant lady. Um, She's a super beatnik um, Mm -hmm. with like everything's all black and she's just eyeliner and hair. She's like leopard print eyeliner and like like furry vest and they had Mary Quant do her wardrobe specifically so that's all like who genuine. is that she's a woman who invented like mod invented mini skirts and like all of like she's the one who did it it's seriously her. yeah oh wow like, that's a big deal that, Claire Bloom is so lucky yes so she is. lucky but I, I, wow. I love when you know you because the, we discovered that she is uh, psychic so she can kind of read minds and she, she keeps tripping up with Nell and like saying things that she shouldn't know yeah playing it off and she says uh, we're going to be great friends like sisters and the way she says that i'm like somebody said that to you before and like it hurt and now it's like you're gonna dig in with that aren't you Mm -hmm. so you can you get this feeling that she recently was jilted in some way i definitely got that feeling uh i just thought it was a euphemism because anytime i hear anyone's like sisters it's always a lover situation oh it's, it's like also, so much the lesbian undertone is heavy he- very heavy yeah yes. and it, I think that heavy, heavy, that part's heavy very obvious so, it, but it would be interesting but that to... sister's thing I was like yeah we're roommates we're sisters but that's be, very much a thing but it would be interesting to kind of figure out like how what how much of it is anachronistic and how much of it is 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 character is like you know kind of yeah like if she was recently jilted then maybe it would be like well you're gonna be my you know like the bounce back you know or, my little pet yeah or yeah. maybe it's just like in the world in which Theo exists like you have to have these other alternative words for you know because she's like are you into it because I'm into it are you into mm-hmm. it but like we can't say what it is code, you know code 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 code, 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 code. yeah code. definitely um, so they decide to kind of go uh, so th- yeah Theo shows up and then they kind of go exploring a little bit they meet Dr. Markway Nell has the beginnings of sort of like she feels like the house is alive um, we meet Luke who as Terry alluded to earlier is casually strolls in serving martinis we're oh, like too much vermouth too what? much vermouth yeah <laughs> I'm like look if we're gonna do this um, and they they basically get down to eat and Markway explains the experiment basically why they're all there and yes a bunch of people were chosen but these were the only ones that showed up and that um, they're gonna help him record whether or not Hill House is actually haunted do ghosts actually exist Theo's there because she's psychic um, and Nell's there and uh, because and they've all been touched by the supernatural and Nell's there because she had a poltergeist experience which Nell immediately shuts down like she's like she's like no 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 that never happened yeah I'm normal I'm super normal also did I mention normal here I am being normal <laughs> um, and and this is the beginning also too where as they're all eating we have one of many inner monologues that Nell has about 
look at these people. Look at all of us. These people are my friends. We're all friends now. And it's just so sad. And she does that all the time. And it's monologues about being wanted and about like having a purpose, being included and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh, and I don't. And what's even kind of sadder about it is I think later in the film she does. But at this point, like Nell doesn't even get how into her Theo is, Mm -mm. you know, which if you wanted to be wanted, you know, like right off the bat, this foxy lady is like, like, hey, lady. Yeah. But Uh, I I, I was really watching uh, Claire Bloom performance in this because, you know, as Theo, she's supposed to be able to read everybody's mind pretty much. And I think if you watch her watching other people in this film, you can see it on Mm -hmm. her face Mm -hmm. that she can tell what Dell's thinking and she can, you know, I was like, that's such a cool performance to just have in a film that's so in depth that she was doing that. It was really neat. And I like the way that it's subtly done because Mm -hmm. I feel like characters having psychic powers in like modern films, it's way over the top and like, did we mention that they're psychic? Also psychic. And I just like that it's just a casual couple of things. And yes, it's just the performance from her just kind of looking and Mm -hmm. you know, later when sort of Markway and Nell have that sort of whole thing, the way that she looks at Markway and the way that he's handling Nell, like Theo's not into it. It does Mm -hmm. not like the way that she is with her. Um, And I feel like that comes from Exactly. And I'm just like, that's what I'm learning. I'm like, what is he thinking though? Because you don't get his inner monologue. Just True. Nels. Just Nels. Oh. Yeah. Um, so they all decide to go to bed. Um, and uh, Theo Nell, Theo mentions to Nell that she knows she wants to change her hair. And again, is laying it on pretty thick. Mm-hmm. Um, up in the middle of the night, this pounding wakes the girls up. Um, and Nell at first gets up and thinks that it's her mother because her mother would always pound on the wall when mm-hmm. she wanted to get up. Just, but would just like Abigail like, Crane when mm-hmm. she died. Right, exactly. So they have, it's sort of the beginning. They have all these amazing no- door shots um, where the wallpaper and a lot of elements in this house feels very tactile. Like mm-hmm. they really want you to like feel. The house is alive. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the pounding of, it sounds like, a giant is like coming down mm-hmm. the stair, coming down the hallway, right in front of the room, knocking on the door, and then so going sound like right a back cannonball, out. like battering the doors, so and stuff. loud. Yeah. And Theo talks about how cold she gets yes. when these things are happening, and then when she's not cold, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she has this kind of separate thing from it. And Nell seems scared, but also kind of thrilled by it. She into you it. Know? Yeah, because she likes the house, and so like it probably feels kind of different to her mm-hmm. than it does to Theo, because she wants the house. And when Luke and Markway kind of come in, they didn't hear anything, and I think I don't. That doesn't undo Nell. It makes Mm-mm. her feel like she's special, right? You know, like that was something that she got to experience. Like the, the house ha- is speaking to me, not to you. Oh, yeah. But the okay. house has separated them yeah. because yeah. they had heard some sort of dog that they went outside to right. investigate. So the house is clearly smarter than them. It's like, oh, we can I can separate you any way I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. on top of it yeah and the next morning they're sort of doing this post-mortem and you know kind of Mark Way who's a little bit of a blowhard kind of kind of goes on about sort of cultural anthropology of the work he's doing and what it all means we can explain it all away with science totally and you see the beginnings of Nell's crush on Mark Way and it's a pretty hardcore crush it is I... hard but I get it he's you yeah, I kind of like that I, I mean you like I, the crush I like them together because I think okay. he likes her too I agree and it's you know I know he's married so that's a thing but mm-hmm. I just I but she don't know no, she, she doesn't, doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, and he's, it seems very genuine from both of them. And so, like, I kind of want her to experience that because she has. You can tell she's never had that no, before. No, she's never had it. And so, it's very cute she's to like see him. like a handsome man in my life. See, yeah. see her looking at him and he's looking at her the way she's always wanted to be looked at and right. like that, how exciting that is. Yeah. But there's something that she says at that breakfast scene, which I think is one of my favorite scenes in the film, is just the 
with between the two of them uh-huh. where she where he says he wants to know more about her so she starts randomly listing facts about herself and she says she sleeps on her left side and he says why the left side and she said i read someplace it wears the heart out faster yeah she wants to die Jeez. young and he's like that's a depressing thought that's a really depressing I was thought. like wow yeah how much do you hate yourself you're like i hope i die faster if i yeah. sleep on this side because you're so ruled by these things that have like taken over your life like that is so that's so rush uh tough but um, then uh theo comes in and sees them together look at Markway and knows what he's thinking and is yeah. like, okay, not happy with this. Yeah. But she really antagonizes Nell. Yeah. And like really tries to get her and she can get her because yeah. she knows what she's thinking. Yep. Which would be really tough. It's like if like your psychic friend turned on you, you're just like, come on, oh, jerk. Like, try it. Don't. There's no, there's no defense. There's no yep. defense. Um, so they also, there's, they find this writing on the wall um, that says, Eleanor, come home. And Nell kind of freaks out about that. Like she, I think there's this weird sort of dual nature to her where she obviously wants to feel special and feel of use. But when the house is specific for her, and her, her out. she's like, but why me? It doesn't have to be me. Like, I'm nobody. Like, I just, I don't, you know, like, doesn't, is, is, not, I don't know if it's like, like just not being comfortable with it. Well, or... Also, I think she was freaked out because her mom, the situation with however her mom died, mm. I feel like she thinks maybe that's her mom telling her, like, well, that's the true. Ghost yeah, of her mom coming back. Mm-hmm. But she Mark doesn't Way, want that either because she wants the damn house. Right. Yeah. And Markway, in a very unscientific manner, she's like, I ah, get rid of it. Yeah. Wipe it off. Like, uh, take pictures. Did you want evidence? Yeah. Like, seriously? Sample yeah. of the chalk. Anything? Yeah. No. no. He's like, it's like a chalk-like substance. Yeah. And he also was like, it could just be that, you know, the groundskeeper later or something. And it's like, no. Come Probably on. not. Yeah. She doesn't come in there at night. Yeah. She's very specific about her hours. That is true. <laughs> um, so they have a, they do a tour of the house and they go to this kind of greenhouse room that has all these statues of Hugh Crane and Hugh Crane family members, which are pretty creepy. Um, Luke tries it on with Theo and is rebuffed pretty quickly. <laughs> I love this. Um, like, not into it. But I also like that he's just like, but yeah, no. no. All right, okay. we're good. Like, but I like he just kind of takes it. Like, I got, I got to try with everybody. I'll keep making martinis. I mean, you know, I would love to sleep with you, so but if I it's no keep dice, I'll keep making lady. them. Yeah, yeah. he's got a little like cigarillo. Yeah, he does. I like he, I like his line. He says, "Dizzy like a fox, huh?" <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and he's also kind of taking inventory as he goes through. You know, he owns the house and he's never been there, and now yeah. he's got to know like, I own this house. Is it haunted? Yeah. Right. And he's I, also like, is this for sale? This would be good for sale, right? Yeah. Like everything. Luke is a hardcore skeptic, not a believer. This whole thing is stupid. He's just kind of tolerating these people in this weekend just because he's going to get the house one day. So I'll get an inside scoop like at the house. The girls are cute. This could be fun. Yeah, why not? You know. Um, so when you uh, when she, they also go into the library, that's where you see the spiral staircase with a woman hung herself from before. Nell says she can't go into that room because the library. The smell in the library reminds her of her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and Luke does go up the spiral staircase because he sort of makes jokes about opening a club in there or whatever. And it starts to dislodge itself from the wall and shake in a pretty scary way. And Russ Tamlin does this amazing leap off the... Yeah. Russ Tamlin is so talented. Um, and Nell goes outside and she has, again, another crazy monologue outside where she's looking up at the house and, you know, thinking about being belong and thinking about the house wanting her and wanting her to be here it was meant to be and she almost falls off the balcony but Markway catches her in a very dashing uh-huh. kind of and way um, and he wants to send her home but Nell begs basically to stay and again I think Theo comes in and sees them in this embrace and is just oh not, yeah she's reading all the minds yeah mm-hmm. not not having <laughs> she, knows, she knows what's up um, so they have a cute scene at night when Nell and Theo are doing their nails and drinking brandy which Nell has never had before she says she doesn't drink earlier in the movie mm-hmm. yeah yeah but um, she, but she says, hammered. by the time I'm through with you, you'll be a different person. But I'm 
much. Uh, I'm telling you guys. You're like, okay, Claire Bloom. Okay. I was like, serious ladies. Yeah. For 1963. No, it is a lot. It's pretty, like, full on, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, and Nell does again doesn't seem to even register what Theo's throwing her, but she says that she loves the house and she never wants to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Markway finds a cold spot uh, just outside the nursery and says that he thinks the nursery where Abigail died is the heart of the house. Um, and but they won't go in there yet; they're like waiting to go in there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, they keep making up stories about why they can't, I think, too. But I think they're just really afraid. <laughs> really, it's terror. You don't have the key. Uh, oh, definitely, I threw the key out. Yeah, I buried it in the garden. Yeah, yeah, no. But Theo is also like, she has this strange thing where she's she's in, she's in she's into Nell, but then she keeps getting rebuffed by Nell, so then she gets angry and she snaps back. Because so she, she actually says to her once, like, why do you get mad at me? I don't think you killed your mother. She's like, damn. And Nell freaks out. Yeah, mm-hmm. because she freaks does think out. that she yeah, killed her she mother. she thinks about it all the time, probably. Because she could have gone to help her and give her her medicine, and she didn't. Yeah. And that Just was the, the one time she didn't, and yeah. then that's when her mother died. Um, so when they go to bed that night, this is where I, one of my favorite scenes of this film, where um, Nell is sleeping. They usually There's usually sort of two twin beds that are pushed together, but mm-hmm. she decides to sleep on a couch because she's mad at Theo. And she hears this, like, laughter and talking that's in this seems to be coming from this unbelievably creepy wallpaper yeah. um, that, that looks also, like it's looking at you yes that does look like it's looking at you that wallpaper looks like it's looking just at you it but is a character but within shot like yeah. in one shot yes. it's suddenly like things in the wallpaper specifically look at eyes yeah. or specifically look at mouth because they're changing the lighting in yeah. shot makes yep. me so happy yep. yeah. um, love it so much and she asks Theo to ho- if she can hear this if she can hold her hand she feels Theo holding her hand um, and then she She's just kind of having this inner monologue about what it is, what's going on. And she keeps remarking that Theo is holding her hand so tightly. She feels like it's going to like squeeze off. Um, And finally, it kind of builds and builds. And she yells, stop it, and then turns on the light. And Theo's on the opposite side of the room. Um, And then she says the title of our episode, Whose Hand Was I Holding? Which is amazing. Whose hand was she holding? Because if you felt something so tactile as somebody... I mean, it's like Like unmistakable holding your hand. So I'm holding Julia's hand right now, squeezing it very hard. And all of a sudden you turn the lights and I was on the opposite side of the room. Would you not lose your goddamn mind? I would lose my goddamn mind. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's one thing to mistake hearing something. It's one thing to mistake feeling a touch or a breath or a whatever. to feel that and feel that weight. Where you're like, Marion, let go of my hand. Lights on, opposite side of the room. Mm -mm. Done, done. Mm -mm. That's Um, when I was like, she needs to leave. But (laughs) of course, we're not. Yeah, well, I know because they keep telling her, "You're, you're clearly cracking up you need to go like home you probably need to leave this and place. she won't because she's like this is where i belong i have nowhere else also to go she ain't got really really ain't got a real home no yeah nope and mark away i think for his part is just kind of thinking well look if we figure out what's going on with the supernatural like we will make it less scary and it won't be like this magical thing it'll just be like this thing that, like science Explained doesn't understand phenomenon right mm-hmm. exactly um and nell does seem to kind of wonder a little bit like is all of this in her head like is it just her imagining all of this because maybe mm-hmm. she's a little crackers um, um apparently there was an early draft of this film where it did all take place in her head that's like the concept which is interesting yeah that, like she was in a mental institution and like all of this is like yeah. she's getting electroshock therapy that's why she's hearing banging oh, and like stuff wow. like that like these people are just made up in her head yeah that's not bad that's an interesting idea um, and, and Mark Way, you know, insists that they all witness things. And so it can't just be that. Um, and she does tell the story that she admits that the night her mother died, that she banged on the wall and Nell didn't answer. And so that's why she feels mm-hmm. as badly as she does. Um, and Theo at this point does kind of sees that the crush is pretty full on and tries to warn Nell that Mark Way is 
not for her. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have this pretty hardcore argument, and Nell calls Theo unnatural. Yeah. Um, Again. Which totally. Uh, and I was like, that kind of diss doesn't just fly out of the mouth when you're fighting with somebody, you know? That's like lady love. Yeah. I don't need you. I want this guy. I can't do this. Yeah. It's um, a lot. But, but then, then yeah. uh, Mrs. Marquay shows up out of the blue. Grace. Grace. Yeah. yeah. Of course, Grace comes um, played in. Played by Lois Maxwell, who went on to be Miss Moneypenny in all the James Bond films. She's oh. wonderful. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, what are you doing here in this house with these kids? Uh, I'm going to come in <laughs> and uh, make sure that nothing's happening and... I don't also, I think I'll sleep in the nursery yeah. because that oh, this, seems like a good idea. This place is the most haunted place. That's where I'll be. Done. See you I'm there. Prove well, you wrong, husband. Uh, Nell was like, "Hey, you should stay in the nursery." Yeah, and then she feels really bad about That's it right, right away. She does suggest. I forgot yeah. about that. No, yeah, she's the one who suggested. She's like, "Oh, why don't you stay in the nursery?" And then she's like, oh, "What have I done?" And she goes to try to stop her. And she's like, "Girl, it's not haunted. I'm fine. I'll just stay here. It's cool." <laughs> now, why are you all young kids here? Okay, fine. My husband needs to come home. If you're not coming home, I'll be here. I yeah. think it's kind of a dick move though to go in and like ruin your husband's experiment and then but she like doesn't shape- think she is. She's like, "Dude, you're out here chasing ghosts." Right. Do you know I what I mean? Like you're a respected yeah. doctor. You're throwing your reputation away. I'm your wife. I'm coming to freaking save the day. Mm. You I need think to not she, be yeah, here. I think she feels like she's saving him from not being legitimate. Because I think she feels like this is crackpot nonsense and yeah. she married a respectable man. Right. And so I think she is purposely she's trying, trying to, to sabotage reputation. it because yeah. she thinks she's ultimately saving him. Oh. Yeah, I think that's I think that's the idea. I feel like she's just like shaming him in front of everybody else. No, no, no. She a dutiful wife, and she's trying to keep yeah. her standing in the community and his. Okay. Yeah, she's like making sure he keeps his license. Sure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Though, like you're big st- prize, big prize for real. So yeah. she sleeps in the nursery while everybody else sleeps in the parlor mm-hmm. downstairs, yeah. all huddled together. And then Theo starts to get cold again. Yeah, she's they're taking turns to try to watch her door though to make sure she does, like the nothing door. happens up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and the doctors, the, yeah, Markway is definitely not, feels very, seems the most unsettled with Grace's presence being there. Like now he feels like something's really going to happen. Um, and you have this great, uh, scene where they start hearing the banging again and the door starts pushing in like as if it's like like made of rubber like the whole big wooden door um and luke has one of my favorite lines in the movie where it's the first time luke has really seen anything where he's can't he can't explain it he knows it's supernatural like yeah total skeptic the whole time yeah and he's like doc i'll let you have the house cheap (laughs) um because he knows and nell just basically runs out of the parlor and the house seems to be kind of falling apart and there are some crazy camera work where it's like so much fisheye lens and her running into mirrors and like Mm -hmm. scaring herself and just being like Mm -hmm. fully kind of no kind of nuts like really letting the house get to her and just being super freaked out um and And she arrives at the nursery and grace is gone grace is gone and so everybody's gonna go on a hunt for grace but Mm -hmm. then uh, nell is also freaking out and they go up to the library and they go up to the spiral staircase which is which you think, I feel like kind of makes you think that you think maybe Nell will hang herself or do something similar because she keeps saying, I'm disappearing inch by inch into this house. So like the house yeah, can... She's like, I'm part of the house now, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, what does that mean, Nell? What does that mean? Uh-huh. Um, but then you see Grace very briefly up in the rafters just as a, it's a pretty good jump scare. Uh, it's a trap door. But, but yeah. them like going up that rickety staircase is going to collapse in a second. It's pretty yeah. nail biting. Yeah. And they also have like that crazy, like... I, you know, whatever 1960s version of a steady cam is going up the staircase yes. with Julie Harris. That shot's so amazing. She's so amazing. Makes me so happy. Innovative as hell. Yeah, it's super good. Um, so basically, Markway tells Nell, like, that's it. You gots to go. Um, and you're too insane. And she goes on about how it isn't fair and she has nowhere to go and Hill House is her home. Um, and she finally comes clean that she doesn't really have a home because yeah. she's been like talking about this place in her mind. Yeah. And she, she tries had. to. Theo keeps being like, how's your apartment? How's that apartment you keep yeah, 
Yeah, you need about. to go back to that apartment. So mm-hmm. mean, Theo. Like, Theo's, Theo's kind of bitchy. I mean, she's a woman scorned, you guys. Yes. Definitely. In a woman 1963 scorned. and yeah. dealing with some things. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to advocate for her. Right it's now. a it's been a tough road for Theo. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but Nell's like, fine. And so she tries to take off, but they want uh, they want Luke to go with her. But she kind of takes off without Luke. Um, so they kind of chase after her. And again, it's just more. She doesn't think she's going off without him. She thinks it's because the car. Yeah. The house is helping her. Is controlling drive away. Car. I want to stay here always. And something's finally happening to me. <sighs> something's uh, finally happening to me. Like have sadder words never been spoken. It's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think I wrote that down too. Something at last is really, really, really happening mm-hmm. to me. <sighs> Which um, means you're being possessed by the house that is not going to make you crash and kill yourself. Yeah, the house is not your friend. No. It's not going to do good things for you. No. It's not going to buy you Christmas presents. Not on it's your not side. Gonna, no, <laughs> never it's on like your not side. Like a good friend. It's like a toxic friend. Yeah, but see, the house is a total toxic friend. It doesn't really matter though because she gets what she wanted, right? She wants to die on the premises and stay in the house. Mm-hmm. So like she wants it, the house wants it. Yeah, everyone wins. So she finds kind a of. permanent home to haunt. She yeah. does. So Grace she kind of jumps in front of the car and Nell loses control and crashes into the car and dies. She crashes into the tree that the original wife, that first wife, right. and her horses crashed into. Right. Um, and so they come over and they see that uh, Luke and Markway and Theo see that she's dead and you know, Grace is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, this all went so wrong. Um, and uh, it ends kind of in a voiceover talking about, you know, again, let the dead are not quiet at Hill House and you feel like Nell is just one more spirit to join all the other ones. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got friends. Yeah, oh, she's, my friends. Yeah, she's happy. She'll be there forever. I feel like Nell would be a happier ghost than a human. Oh, I'm going to agree with you. I think I'm going to agree with you too. And that's, you know, I don't think like, I've ever thought that before, but it's kind of true. Yeah. Like I'd, I feel like my happiness is there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so, so harsh. Um, so gore factor, which seems a bit silly with this film, but here we are. One, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, bathtub of blood. And five is the run for the barf bag. A zero. I mean, there's. This is not. If you're looking for blood, this is not no the blood, film no. for you. No gore at all gore. in this movie. Not yeah. a drop. No, it's not doing. Which is cool. Which is what I like about that. A lot of the terror is on the characters' faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in their heads and, yeah. and the walls that are pushing it and things. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and your crazy face wall. Stop having faces oh, in the wallpaper. Face wallpaper. It's so weird. <laughs> Uh, okay, then we got movie ratings. Zero to five chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three seen worse, seen better. Four not too shabby. Five fantastical. And all three of us gave this a five. five. Fantastical. You've been listening to this episode. Film. This shocks no one. But this is a winner. This is a winner. Uh, yeah, definitely. No, and I think too, if you know, I think some people, depending on kind of if you like the horror films, in the sense where what you're being scared at is stuff that is gross or stuff that is like, yeah, not so much for you. But if like a super immersive, shining esque, maybe kind of just kind of sucks you in. I feel like this movie hits it out mm-hmm. of the ballpark. So Excellent. pretty wonderful. Excellent film. Yes. High recommend. So next week, what next are we doing? Week. Next <gasps> week, we are going way back in way time. Super old school. Super old school. Black is and white yet oldest? again. I believe it is. I think is this, it? I think yes. this is our oldest film. Um, yeah. We are doing 1932's Freaks, directed by Todd Browning, who directed Bela Lugosi's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you haven't heard about this film, it is a thing. And even if you have heard about this film, it's not quite what you'd expect, I'd venture to say. so. But it is a worth watching and yeah. worth talking about, which we will do next week. Definitely. Please yeah, talk- find it. It's on YouTube, guys, I get think, too. So. Yes. Because mm-hmm. it's like so old <laughs> yeah. that it, it doesn't is pub- have copyright. It, it's public domain. It's public yeah. domain. So, yeah, find it. You can find it anywhere. Uh, 
please find us on our social media. We would love to talk to you, and uh, good ratings on iTunes are always yeah. appreciated. Yeah. Tell your friends, like, have them check out our Instagram. Julia posts amazing memes on there quite often, and we have fun stuff. Everybody loves there. memes. I'm looking forward to the haunting memes. Or like memes. Oh fun. yeah, please haunting memes. I'll yes. see what I can find. Okay. All Thank right, folks. Know. We will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bye, guys. See you then. Bye. bye.